Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Dreamers Got Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on a Tuesday here, and we have Felicia Romero in the house. If you guys do not know her, she is a health, lifestyle, uh, you know, fitness coach. Uh, I guess similar to myself, but obviously different as well. Um, she's been around um, probably even longer than me—15, uh, probably plus years in the game. Eight-time cover model, IFBB pro, business owner, fitness entrepreneur, been on TV, um, all the really fancy stuff. I'll let her um, kind of share her story today, and we'll kind of dig in and, and kind of pick her brain of you know her fitness journey and uh, everything in between. So, welcome, Felicia. What is up? I'm so excited to be here, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Rock on, dude. Yeah. So, for these guys who who don't know you, um, really don't have a huge backstory, just maybe your story of, of fitness as far back as you want to go. If it's you know high school, college. Like why you got into it, how you got into it, were you an athlete as a kid, kind of mm-hmm. the things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I was an athlete, like true and true. My mom signed me up for Little League when I was five. I have always been an athlete, Mike. I come from a family of athletes. So all my mom's brothers and sisters played football, baseball, all of that. Um, and then I played, you know, at a young age on the club team. So I traveled and it was it was life. You know, I played year round. Being here in Arizona, you can play things like softball year round because the weather so that kind of led me into college and i remember being 14 15 years old and my mom's like hey we can't afford college but you gotta go you know so a lot of pressure uh, i'm familiar yeah, yeah I'm my familiar, mom yeah. was so i was the firstborn so my mom put a ton of pressure on me and she was like you know what you have like there was no other choice after high school you go to college right and i was the first to graduate in my family with a degree um but i got a scholarship to play softball at arizona state so that kind of opened up the doors for me. I started, you know, kind of dabbling into like healthy eating and food and strength training and all of that in my early 20s. I would say 18, 19, 20. I got my first gym membership at 18. I remember it was a Gold's Gym. I'd drive myself down there. I had no idea what I was doing. So nice. I would do seated rows every day. Because nice. that's, I just like, oh, that, that looks easy. Like, okay, I can get on there. And it's just, an important, important yeah. exercise. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I attribute that to, I have an amazing, like, structured back now because of the days and weeks and months of just seated rows. <laughs> nice. I like it. So I um, so played softball. Okay. And so that, I was in college. I only played a couple years in college because I was really into my school and I was studying law at the time. Um, I was I have a bachelor's actually in political science and I remember being at the gym. So softball was over, only played for a couple years and I was a junior at Arizona State and I saw a sign at the gym for a local competition. I was already training people at this time. So I got certified NASM and ASM and I just, I loved it. I fell in love with helping people. I felt like I felt like I thrived on that, you know, and I was, gosh, 19, 20 at the time. And so still studying law, still planning on going to law school, mainly because that was literally what my mom wanted me to do. And I I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I, I don't feel like going to law school. I even took my LSAT for law school. So my senior year, I had to break it to my mom that I didn't want to do that. She's like, what? The dream you know, is dead. <laughs> the yeah. dream is dead. I was like, mom, I just don't feel passionate about this. Um, so you're like, I'm, you're like, I'm going to quit law school and I'm going to do fitness. Yeah. I'm sure that went over well. Yeah, yeah, that went over really well, right? Um, no, my mom's like, what are you doing all of these years? And I was like, I feel like a lot of people go to college and don't really follow what, you know, do what they had set out to do. Um, so I pivoted and I, 
actually went back to school, got my master's in exercise science from Arizona State. And I, you know, and then I just started training people out of my home at the age of 21, um, right in my garage. Um, You know, put about 10 grand in equipment. I was with my partner at the time who was also a trainer. And so we just trained out of our house and I was able to, you know, still pay a mortgage, but also rent and, and, and still go to school. So um, fast forward to started competing um got my pro card in uh figure which is an i was an ifbb figure pro so a lot of those don't who doesn't know what that is basically think arnold schwarzenegger um kind of a beauty pageant with muscle and i turned pro at my first national show which was crazy because i didn't know what to expect and i didn't even know what a pro was i just loved see i I come from an athlete background so I love the aspect of like training for something and then having an outcome, right? So I was terrified actually to be on stage. I know one of your questions was, hey, what were you like in high school? I was so shy and I was so like timid and scared and just a shy person. So being on stage in a bikini was way out of my comfort zone. Not, not so, a natural thing for anybody. Not no. a natural thing, no. no. So you've never been on stage in a bikini with... Uh, <laughs> you know, like shorts or like, uh, you know, like bodybuilding. Like yeah. that's probably as close as it gets. And it is, yeah. I always say this, I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm a, I'm a mutant uh, yeah. deep down. Like I'm an introvert. I know you uh-huh. guys who hear me or see me, you probably don't think the same thing. But I'm like, <sighs> it's um, it's a really weird thing. And I don't know why I even got into competing either. Mm. Um, I guess it's the same thing. You're an athlete. You like to win shit, mm-hmm. and you're competitive. Yeah. Um, but you're really not competing with anybody but yourself, and that's right. what how I always did. But I'm like, if you can push your body to the limits, um, it is a neat thing. I, I would tell anybody like, I might we can dig into competing and the, the, yeah. the shit that's fucked up about it yeah. and, and not. But I'm like, if you guys have never done it, like to do something like that at least one time mm-hmm. to know what you're capable of is, is a unique uh, experience if you do it for the right reasons. Yeah. Oh, and you said that. Yeah, doing it for the right reasons. You know, pushing yourself to that limit was definitely an attraction to me. Um, and also winning, you know, because I was competitive and I was that, I kind of defined my worth by what I was achieving and what I was doing. So, and you're I, like, what, 22, 23 at that time? Yeah, I was, gosh, turned for my first show. Yeah, 22, uh, did my first show. So, you know, at that time, I was, I was always, I did track meets. I, I always, you know, like I went to college on a scholarship. I did all of these things that, were achievable and I felt good, but I was never just happy and content in that space. I was always like searching for more. Um, and I know why, you know, kind of looking back and reflecting, I know why I was there and why I did it, um, which I talk about now. I'm pretty open about the competition life and what that, you know, kind of led down. But yeah, so started competing and I turned pro at my first national show in Vegas at the USA's in 07. And, or no, 06, I'm sorry. And then it was a whirlwind after that. I was um, scouted by Muscle and Fitness Hers in the lobby right after I won my pro card. My story's not normal. Like, I just was in the right place at the right time. So I'm a firm advocate of, like, you know, taking action in your life. And, and you, take, you have to be in shape and, yeah. and do the right shit, too. Yes, like, yeah, exactly, yeah, sure. exactly. And I just was in the right position. I had dark hair. I was different looking than a lot of the other girls. So I think that's also, too, what attracted that editor at the time. And so I got my first, you know, taste of, like, um, you know, modeling for a magazine and being on a cover. Um, but then again, again, fast forward to now, all of the years in the fitness industry, it's been a lot of ups and downs. Um, but what has stayed constant is helping people. And that is what I've continued to do is, is to train. So competing is over now for you. That part of yes. your life is, Thank is gone. Thank gosh. Yeah. yeah. 2012 was the last, it was almost that like, I don't know what I was holding on to. Like, I, I was probably competed two years too long. Um, I should have stopped in 2010 when my health kind of took a turn for the worse, but I was that whole Brett Favre story, like I couldn't just give up. For sure. And I just wanted to keep pushing again, because I, like I said, I define myself 
by my body and by what I was doing. And I, I, that is what made me happy. But at see, it really didn't make me happy because once I achieved that or once I did well, I was like, okay, what's next? What am I looking for? So I've come to terms with that, you know, and I've, I've gotten over that. But, um, but yeah, I, I stopped competing in 2012 because my health took a turn for the worst and I was forced to quit. It's interesting you said, and I'll, I'll I'll come back to it in a second. I remember like I was at dinner with uh, it was me, BJ, and David Jack, and mm-hmm. he asked he's there if you know David Jack. He's mm-hmm. he's like he's fitness Jesus basically, yeah. and uh, <laughs> so he's asking a question. He's like, you know, if, if everything was taken away from me, he's like in terms of your physical body, like you're not you know you're not going to die, but you don't look like this anymore, mm-hmm. Jeremy. Mm-hmm. How would you handle it? And I'm like. Well, it would suck, bro. I'm like, because, you know, for what it's worth, like, our our bodies, our business card, and our physical body is, it's a lot of, we get our self-confidence from it, we do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't need to be in this shape, necessarily, like, every single second of the day. Mm -hmm. I I do enjoy it, but I'm like, if it was stripped away from me, I would have a hard time probably dealing with it. Because we do put so much, I mean, you you put your life into it, essentially, to be able to do it. So, I guess the question I'll ask is, like, so... So what you stopped me because you you got sick, you didn't feel good. It mm-hmm. was like a health thing or just mm-hmm. like you mentally had enough of it or both? It was both. Um, definitely the health thing. So I know the term uh, is coined around quite a bit, like, you know, metabolic damage, adrenal fatigue, all of that. And I think it's thrown around very lightly and quite often. But, you know, it is a real thing. And I do think people go through it. I had nine years of competing. So think of nine years of dieting, deprivation, but also binging. I know we had a conversation off camera earlier on, you know, the whole notion of crazy dieting, right, for 12 to 16 weeks. And then after that competition, like you don't eat anything, right, as far as like off foods or pizza or, you know, chocolate or cookies or whatever it may be. But then when you're done with that competition, all of a sudden there's this like notion that you want to eat everything in the kitchen sink, right? You're, you're like planning your meals out for weeks. You think about it every second of the day. You think about it every second of the day. It takes yeah. over your life yeah. and that isn't healthy, right? So that was me. Think of nine years of that mindset of like diet, 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 diet. Oh, I get to eat, 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 eat. And then I gain weight and then I got to lose the weight and then I got to gain and then I gain the weight because my body, I, I'm in that deprived mindset that of course when you're dieting, you're going you're gonna to crave those foods. And so... Um, I lived that for nine years and that completely destroyed not only my hormone as a woman, um, thyroid, um, I had major, major fatigue, I had major anxiety and I am also somewhat introvert as well and it just made everything, like I had this like socialized anxiety as well where I didn't want to leave the house and it was pretty severe and I battled that for a couple of years. And then I coupled that with not only, then I gained about 40 pounds in six weeks, which again is not healthy. All the water retention and the fat that comes on. You know, that much, just, really? That much, yeah. Fuck so from that's a lot, man. after my competition, yeah, six, seven weeks, I put on about 40 pounds. And I would say I was super inflamed and had tons of water weight. So I think, you know, a good portion of that was just, just bloat and just water retention. But I also was eating a lot. I was because you go from like such a huge deficit. Yeah, I'm sure. So, like, so like, I guess for these guys that are listening, uh-huh. like when you're, and it doesn't got to be peak week. It can be like the normal. Like, what is your normal eating day back then? Back like, then, yeah, your normal. So you wake up, you're gonna get on stage. Just so mm-hmm. you guys have a reference point. Yeah. Like you're gonna, you're training. What's a normal training day? What's a normal eating day? Like before, mm-hmm. you know, as you're getting closer to showtime. Okay, so this is the old Felicia. This is the Felicia that was crazy strict and extreme. I would get up uh, probably four, four thirty in the morning. I had to do cardio before I started my day when I started my clients. So I had to make sure I got that in. So I, I couldn't miss that. I would set two alarms. Like I had to get that first set session of cardio in. You know, forty five minutes of cardio, on an empty stomach. 
Um, first meal was usually egg whites and oatmeal. It's pretty typical. Um, and then I even, for the first couple years of competing, was that sort of like crazy bodybuilder mindset, like no salt, no sodium. You got to boil everything. Like I was crazy, right? Yeah. So, and then my second meal was a lean protein, usually chicken and almonds. For lunch, it was, you know, chicken, sweet potato, and some sort of fat. Maybe the fat, maybe not. Um, fourth meal, same thing, lean protein and vegetables. For dinner, a lean protein and vegetables and olive oil or something like that. So really basic like not tons of chicken um and you're lifting and i'm lifting right so in the afternoon i do my training session whatever that might be if i'm training shoulders and i lifted every day and i did the whole split body part type workouts which i don't do now by the way so like shoulders then i had a back day then i had glute day then i had another shoulder day because in figure i had to have these like this crazy tapered you know look and that was my life for nine years seven days a week seven days a week I would get ready for my shows and it was always like, oh, what show are you getting ready for next, Felicia? And I, I thrived on that. Like I didn't, I define myself by that, right? And again, I've competed on the Olympia stage, you know, that's the, like think of Arnold Schwarzenegger, like I said before. The biggest and stage for... Biggest stage, like the Super Bowl yep. of what I did. And I, you know, placed top four in the world at that point. And so, you know, it took over and um, nine years of that. And then, you know, after the show was done, I went on like a two week binge. Like I... So yeah, so like what would you do? So okay, because yeah. I've done this before too. And right. It's, and I, we have, I think I have photos of I really pull them up, like I'm at Cheesecake Factory, yeah. like after right. stage and my face looks like fucking Skeletor. It's disgusting. <laughs> Right. And then, like, I eat ridiculous. And I'll, you share what you'll eat. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I would eat so much. I wake up the next day, and it's like, I would have abs still because you're still shredded. Mm-hmm. But I'd be like pregnant almost. Yeah. Like, you, you have so much. I mean, I mean, it is sodium, it is water. Mm-hmm. But also, you do have like a food baby. Yeah. Basically, sitting oh, inside you. So, like, what would be, you get off stage, or like, if it was that day, or, or two days later, or like mm-hmm. during the week, though, if you just got done, you know, crushing it for 12, 16 weeks, what would yeah. you eat typically? So I literally, I took snacks with me. So I would bake. And I remember like salivating at the grocery store, all of the things that I wanted to bake and bring with me. So I would bring treats with me to the actual auditorium so that the moment I got on stage, I was eating those treats in addition to going to dinner. And then the next morning, having a really big breakfast with pancakes and whatever it might be. So just think of like crazy extreme dieting for 12 to 16 weeks. And then for another couple weeks after you're done competing, you do the complete opposite. What do you think your body's going to do? And mentally, how you're, how you're going to feel because of that influx of food and sugar and just crazy binging, you're not going to feel good. And like you said, yeah, you, you, your tummy bloats, you still look lean, but you're almost like kind of a, a bloated lean, right? Yeah. And, my, and you feel like shit. And you feel crap. You're tired. Like you literally could fall asleep like that. And I dealt with that for many years. And it wasn't until I got out of that and you know, I know we'll talk about the story of like after, but it wasn't until I stopped focusing so much on my physical look is when my world changed. Yeah. And so like, so that's the old life. So mm-hmm. now like what is normal, you know, training day or training week for you now and how do you eat, you know, now yeah. versus then? Or I guess put it this way. So like you're on stage, what's the, your stage weight? Back stage weight was about 117, 118. And like, what do you weigh right now? now right now, I weigh about one, I would say anywhere between 125 and 128. So it's not that crazy of a difference. Yeah, no. Uh, but right. at one point, I was up to 160. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit 
Yeah. Substantial. <laughs> Just again, from when and I, well, I know you it. talked about too, like your friend David, he asked you like, hey, what if you took your body away? Like, what, how would you feel? Well, I had a chance to do that. I was on a reality show called Fit to Fat to Fit. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember. And I actually had to gain weight on purpose, like intentionally for my sister who was my client. And as you know, you work with people who, you know, need to lose weight and, you know, you have to whatever. And so my sister was my client. And so I had to put myself in the shoes of her. So I had to gain weight. I had to adopt all of her habits. I had to eat the things she ate. Now she ate fast food almost every day. She worked a desk job. So literally like no activity. And you know, she gained a hundred pounds over the course of five years. Now I couldn't obviously not going to gain a hundred pounds in no. that short of time, but I had to kind of put myself in that place. So I gained about 30 pounds. Um, and the crazy thing was after all of the years of competing, then I spent years healing myself, healing my metabolism, getting to a good place mentally and physically that when I took on the challenge of the fit to fat to fit, I, I had a hard time putting on weight because my body was like, oh, you know, it was used to those. It was, I didn't deprive myself. I don't deprive myself now. So when yeah. I have a Friday night, we go out to dinner and I have some pizza. I'm not totally out down you know out and down for the weekend because i'm so bloated and i feel tired i'm i'm normal i'm fine yeah. my body when you also probably don't it. eat two pizzas no you do it no in i do a moderation. slice yeah. i have a salad with it i'm and food no longer consumes me so it was really surprising that my body had a hard time putting on weight when i took on this challenge but but yeah i did it and and again to back to your question like hey what if we took your body away i had come to terms with who i was and what I was about. I also knew there was an ending point, but I also had the nutrition background. I knew yeah. that I could lose it. I knew that I, I I could take on that challenge, put on the weight, not be defined physically. It was more the mental piece that kind of came into play with that. But I knew I could lose it too. And so I felt comfort in that, you know, I felt comfort in knowing that I had the knowledge and skill base and the motivation sure. to just lose it again. Um, a lot of people aren't, a lot of people don't have that or they're not ingrained with it. No. So like, so back then to now, so how do you eat like now a typical mm -hmm. day, typical week and, and how do you train? You train every day, yeah. you train every couple days? Yeah. A typical week for me, I would say I train about three to four times a week. Um, I do a lot of body weight workouts. I love weights and I love adding weight. So I definitely add the weights in a couple days a week, but definitely not as heavy as I used to be. I would say I train anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes, a, um, at that training session three to four times a week. Um, full body. I like to be able to move. I love, you know, I you know, I feel like so many people nowadays have a hard time even walking up the stairs. Like, I don't want to be that person. Like, I'm like, if someone, if I could, you know, like, I want to know that I could run away if someone was chasing me, yeah. right? You know, like so, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, I want to be in that physical shape. Like, if, you know, I wanted to sign up for a Spartan race, I know, hey, I'm going to put some training into that. But I also want to know I could do it physically. Sure. So that's kind of where I'm at now. And my food, it's, I like I said, I, I don't follow a diet. Any, I don't follow any sort of specific meal plan. And I feel like when you're not in that deprived state, you're not necessarily following something. I think that you're instinctively going to naturally kind of fall into what you love. And for me, I love fats. I love protein. I love carbs. Like I don't, I could never do keto, even though I've tried it. I just like rice too much and sweet potatoes and fruit. I eat fruit every day. But I don't follow a specific meal plan. I know we talked about intermittent fasting. I naturally sort of intermittent fast. I haven't eaten yet this today. I've had this tea um, and I'll go home and I'll, I'll have a meal. Um, but I, I like healthy food, but I also don't put, I'll also have a cookie after that meal. You know, yeah. I think when we talk about lifestyle and balance, it's really just 
you know, not getting to the point to where you're stuffed every day and not having any emotional attachment to food and not having regret or shame after having those certain foods. Um, and then really value, valuing nutrition and valuing how you feel. I want to feel good. I know you want to feel good in the day. It's like, I know what foods are going to make me feel good. And that's how I live my life. Well, yeah, that's why I tell people all the time, like, yeah, the vanity part of it, it plays into it. Like, we mm -hmm. all want to look good. I get yeah. that. I'm like, but the byproduct is if you feed your body the right things and you do feel good, you'll end up looking probably yeah. pretty close to what, as long as you're Absolutely. realistic with how you look, like, you'll look yeah. how you want to. Absolutely. And, and to say to that point, you know, I think there's this whole notion around the whole industry right now. I'm, I'm you know, obviously the whole self-love is great. I love that. But there are people who want to lose weight and they want to you know, wear a specific pant size. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's great to have goals, but it's always, I think what's most important is your motivation behind the weight loss. If you're wanting to lose weight because you hate yourself and you hate the way you look and you have poor self-esteem, then you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. But if you, if you truly like value yourself and how you look, but you're wanting to just look a certain way because that is your goal and you have the right motivation behind it, I think that's awesome. You know, I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, and that's why I would say to the competing point for the mm -hmm. people who do get on stage, like, it's really weird, and I always thought it was crazy, because we get people here once in a while who want to come in and do it, and there's nothing against it. I think if, if you want to challenge yourself or test yourself or kind of push your limits, so if you can control your flesh, obviously it's a, mm -hmm. it's a really hard skill to do. Obviously, as the levels go up, it does get more extreme, and, and to the point where I think, is it safe? Sure. Is it healthy? Probably not. Mm -hmm. I go, but what always baffled me was that somebody would, would work as hard as possible for you know, 8, 10, 12, 16 weeks. They look the fucking best they've ever looked. Mm -hmm. And then they go on stage and they don't win, and it's almost like they're depressed by it. And they're like, well, I, I tried so hard, but I got fourth instead of first, and then now they're mad at themselves, or they hate themselves, and they get a complex because of it. Because to me, that's doing it for the wrong reason. Like, whether mm -hmm. you got first or 15th, mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter, because you look the same either way. But because somebody said this arbitrary thing, to me, that's why the mm -hmm. scale is horseshit too. Right. Because it's just a random number. Right. And so that's why I tell people, I'm like, if you're doing it for the right reasons, like, you're going to be successful no matter what. If you're doing for the wrong reasons win or lose or you look whatever I'm like you're gonna lose either way yeah absolutely and it's never gonna be enough like I can't tell you I picked apart my body so harshly back when I competed I would get bruises on my stomach Jeremy because I would pinch my fat and like oh my gosh like I have fat on my stomach I need to be leaner like I never looked in the mirror and like oh I, I'll look good today like I was always what can I work on I need to change this I need to do that and you know it was it really like it wore me down all of those years. Well, thinking like if you're, and that's what I say too, like, and I, I've done a podcast and I think it was probably like, I was like 30 and I probably was like, wow, you actually look like you work out. And that's fucking ridiculous. At the mm -hmm. time I've like been on billboards at the Arnold right. and covers of magazines, but I'm right. like, even I was fucking crazy and we do this. And, and I know if we do it, the average person does it too. Yeah. You get out of the shower, you look in the mirror and you stare at the mm -hmm. three body parts you fucking hate and you pinch mm -hmm. them and grab them or touch them or whatever. And it's this and the more you do it, the, basically the deeper in the rabbit hole you go and the sicker your brain becomes because of it. Right. And uh, if you guys are doing that, I'm urging you to stop because it is fucking lunacy that you're yeah, doing that. absolutely. Um, but if we do it, I know other people out there are doing it uh, mm -hmm. a lot anyway, which is mm -hmm. crazy to me. Yeah, I know. Totally. All right. Uh, let me dig into some of these here uh, yeah. a little bit one by one. We'll keep these funky. Yeah. Um, so again, your stuff. So high school wise, athlete the whole time. Quiet, yes. timid, normal, similar to you are today. You're more talkative now, less talkative now? I would say I'm definitely more talkative now, more vulnerable now. I communicate so much better now, put myself out there. Um, and I actually, I really enjoy talking. I think that's why I love public speaking and I love, you know, speaking my truth. 
Um, and just because for many years, I didn't feel like I could speak my truth. I was in like a controlling relationship years ago and I just was that like shy, timid person that was easily controlled. Um, and so really coming into that and being able to like speak my truth and to talk more and be out there more has really been amazing for me. I liked it, man. Yeah. Oh, you just got engaged too, right? I did. Yeah, nice. it was crazy. I, I got engaged actually to my high school sweetheart. Congrats, we, man. Yeah, th- thank crazy. you. That's crazy. High school. No I shit. know. I have pictures of us at, like at prom. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I had braces, like crazy. And so we reconnected after 17 years. And again, timing is everything. So it just came back in my life at the right time. And we just, we hit it off. And so now we're engaged two years later. Nice, dude. Yeah. That's gnarly. Thank you. Uh, let's go down to number six here. What about, um, we'll keep some of these fun. Yeah. All-time favorite TV series. Ooh, The Office for sure. Nice, and I dude. see that I see you have a, an Office quote right behind you. It's on our door on the outside too, yeah. Oh my God, The Office, I've literally watched so the episodes. Like It's one of like, it's kind of like my downtime, you know, sort of TV series where, you know, like on the weekend, if I just want to chill out, I will throw it on, you know, because it's on Netflix and I'm like, I'll just watch a couple episodes laugh I, I love that sort of humor so i'm a big seinfeld fan oh, yeah, um i've always been a seinfeld fan i have a dog named cosmo named after cosmo kramer so i i that's just i, I love that type of humor it's weird that you say because like i watch the office i don't watch tv like a normal mm-hmm. person like right. rarely if it's maybe a friday or saturday and we can do something right and i can't watch shows with my wife either because like she'll get ahead of me yeah and then it'll piss me off and yeah. i can never catch up yeah. so but the office i will turn on every night because i've seen every episode like a hundred yeah. times and i can fall asleep to it yeah totally and for people who haven't seen it like it is the greatest show it ever. is the best it is, it is the best oh my gosh so awesome. many amazing quotes from I'm that glad show you said that. um all right next one worst job you ever had worst job you know what? I've been working for myself. Gosh, I haven't really had a job since like 2120, but in in high school, I really wanted a job because I hated asking my mom for money and I wanted to like make my own. So, I took a summer job at a gynecologist's office. Nice. And I had to like I did all I did um what is it? records. So, I had to like do all of the the record keeping and all of that. So, I'd have to put everything together and to like go through that and to read some of the stories like, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy." So, that was probably the worst job, but it definitely, you know, was my first shot at like making my own money. Which is cool. And I think those jobs too exist to yeah. the fact of you know what you don't want to do mm-hmm. as you get older yes, for sure. exactly. It's a good lesson in there. 100%. Mm-hmm, totally. Uh, we touched on this a little bit, but I guess like the biggest thing for you, like what inspires you to to do this and live this life? Outside of, you know, just to be healthy for yourself, mm-hmm. um, why, why would you put the effort into to training and eating right and, you know, being an advocate for fitness and doing this as a career? Yeah. Outside of, you know, yeah, you can make money. And I say this all the time, yeah. like we get to make real money in this business now and it wasn't that way probably 10, 12 years ago. I'm like, but if I did anything else, if I was in finance, I would make 10 times what the fuck I make doing this. So it can't be just be for that. No, I I honestly feel like I've naturally, I'm, I'm a natural teacher. I think it's in my blood to just teach and to help because um, I remember even when I first started, like I would help people with, and I'm sure you probably went through this too, without getting paid. Like there's many times we're giving and helping people without actually making any money from it. And for I sure. think that's just, and I did that for a lot of years, but I think I had to, you know, it's sort of like paying your dues, right? Um, until you get to that point to where you really make a business out of it. But it's naturally what I love to do. I just, it comes natural to me. I love helping people. I love educating people. I like learning more about nutrition. When in, in high school and college, I was always about the anatomy class. Like I loved it. I love learning about nutrition, what food does. I love learning about the body and body parts. Like it's just my passion and what I love to learn. 
And so now, like, when you, in terms of work with people, you had a physical business, and mm -hmm. now it's all on the internet, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've had the brick and mortar, uh, gosh, for the last, like, 12 years. Um, I've had three gyms over the course of the last 12 years, and for me, I loved it. It was great. Brick and mortars are amazing. Um, I just, I wanted to transition out of that. And I also got tired, like, my last gym was membership-based gym, so I kind of, I guess, can describe it as, like, that Orange Theory membership model. And I just got tired of constantly hustling for memberships and, you know, always worried about, you know, the five mile radius of that gym and, and really, you know, keeping members or when I would lose members, I would always like take it personally, like, oh, why are they quitting? And it could just... I think you always do. Yeah, uh, you always even, do, right? I've been doing this for over a decade mm -hmm. and even now, even with the internet, honestly, and we have hundreds and hundreds of people um, mm -hmm. and I know there's a million reasons, you know, they moved, they yeah. had a kid, they got whatever. Right. You do take it personally for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. It's really strange. Um, it is. I try to let it go. It is. But uh, even for me, it is. I know. I totally, I have, that's another thing I've really worked on in myself is just to not take things personally and, and out, cause you're out there on social media now. So if you get a negative comment, I can't tell you like when that reality show came out and like people were saying mean things, you're like, what? They don't, they don't know me. You know what I mean? And then you're like on this, like you want to go on this like rampage of like I, like wanting to like prove yourself, right? And you're never going to please everybody. But with that, with all the negative, you get a hundred more positive, right? So I, I try to focus on the positive always, um, but you're always going to have those people you just don't gel with or again, maybe someone's life situation changes and I have to really take that into account. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to really get out of the brick and mortar. I wanted to go back to what I was passionate about and that truly was helping people. When I had that gym, I had about seven or eight employees and then I think there was like 15 subcontractor trainers. And I, I was so, I love the business side of it, but that's not what I'm passionate about. The overhead, the P&L, like I don't, that's not what drives me. And I, I kind of got back to my roots of wanting to help people. So I transitioned to solely online, which I have been loving and it's allowed me so much more freedom and time with my family and you know my fiance and his son. So it's been good. And so like the people, your demo, like on the mm -hmm. internet, men, women, old, young. What's I the... would say between the ages of 25 to 45, that woman who I have a name for her, her name's Heather and she's like my avatar, right? We all have those avatars. And she is that yo-yo dieter that just is has been on every diet possible, but loses weight, gains weight, and really hasn't found that healthy relationship with food. And that's where I come in. I really come in with a mindset piece on really understanding your why why you want to lose weight, why you want to get to that point. And usually it's so much deeper than that. So, um, yeah. Just the average coach to athlete. Basically. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'm doing that. All right, let's go. Uh, let's try this one. Uh, you listen to hip hop? Ever? I like these questions. Yes. Ready? I actually was listening on the way here because one of your questions sparked a, an old love of mine, Tupac. So nice. I love Tupac because he was born on my birthday. So we have the same birthday, June 16th. And, but see, like, I know you asked, okay, what's your favorite hip hop album, which is, I love Tupac. I grew up on that. All eyes on me. I listened to on the way here, but I also can like totally go on the opposite spectrum. Like I love third eye blind or Goo Goo Dolls. Like I just, I, I love music in general and I guess it, it, it makes you feel a certain way. Country or on, no? Um, you know what? I actually went to Garth Brooks on Saturday night no and shit. I was singing to some of the songs. Nice man. So. My wife loves country and yeah, I can't stand it. You can't I mean, stand I've, it. I've been to like. I, dude, I don't. These guys could be my next door neighbors. I don't even know who they are. <laughs> Jason L. Dean, I've been to. Yeah, okay. Chris Stapleton, I've been to. Okay. Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw, like all these dudes. That's and she'll great. drag me there. I mean, <laughs> it, sometimes you pick your battles and you lose yeah, a few of them. So. Right. Sometimes you have to just go on and support, right? Nice, man. <laughs> 
I dig that though. Yeah, Tupac is for me, definitely. He's the GOAT, man. There's, mm-hmm. there's really no beating that. Uh, let's go number 11. Um, I always ask everybody, top three supplements you'd advise somebody to take or any that you take personally, if there is any that you take that you think are quality? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, gosh, I have been taking um, magnesium, calcium for a long time. I take this supplement called Calm, like right before bed, which I love. It just kind of helps to wind you down. Um, and I love magnesium. I think women My wife takes it, yeah. could really benefit from magnesium. Um, you know, I love the probiotics, the... Um, uh, what is it? Digestive enzymes are great. Um, you know, it's crazy because I get this question a lot, like as far as supplementation and I can't say that I take a ton of supplements, but the basics I love, you know, like a multivitamin for women having iron and all the of those he- the things, health supplements, the health supplements. Yeah. I'm all about keeping it basic. Um, you know, I do feel like we can get a lack of certain minerals and vitamins that our bodies need that we can just get from a, a vitamin. So yeah, I keep it pretty simple. Nice dude. So do we, I mean, we don't really, mm-hmm. I'm not against performance stuff. I mean, they literally ship me yeah. like a hundred fucking things a yeah. day here uh-huh. um, for us. I see that. But outside of that, I mean, we always say like, you know, I'm a coffee guy, so mm-hmm. that's probably the only pre-workout yeah. I really ever take. Yeah. And uh, I'm a dude, so we take creatine. But short of that, like, yeah, yeah it's really nothing real complex. I mean, food is the key. I think yeah. for all of you guys who are listening, you, you probably know that by now. But. Absolutely. But I do love, I, I don't know if you've dived, I'm sure you probably have dove into this, but adaptogens like yeah. ashwagandha, stuff to like really help the body combat stress, I think is important because... I think we're eating a lot of foods now and I think we we are in a stressful state many times that we don't know how to combat that and sometimes a, a simple supplement like ashwagandha or L-theanine or things like that can really help us at the cellular level and I think people aren't thinking about that um, and we're just used to feeling inflamed or they're used to their bodies feeling like less than ideal um, and there's little things like that that can really help. Um, I took ashwagandha when I was healing my thyroid and I do feel like it helped, you know? Um, yeah. And we have really just started diving into like CBD, like mm, the THC mm-hmm. free stuff. We work yeah. with the Beam guys. And he's like, and again, for mostly for sleep, like I don't, I'm not saying I never have anxiety, but I'm mm-hmm. like, my life's pretty fucking awesome. So like yeah. I don't really have it like a lot of people do. But most yeah. people, again, stress is stress, mm-hmm. whether it's traffic stress, job stress, stress from training, your kids, whatever. Right. So like we'll dig into that too, because I do think it's a huge thing. I mm-hmm. mean, how people do either do or don't cope with the stress that they do have. Yep, definitely. Um, let's go 12 here. Uh, advice you'd give to your 18-year-old self today, mm. be that fitness, nutrition, relationships, career, business, whatever mm. it may be. Don't be so hard on yourself. I put so much pressure on myself to like achieve these things and to do these things that I didn't actually enjoy the process. So for instance, you know, competing, like I, I was get so wound up on like how I was going to do on stage or losing the fat or losing the weight or looking a certain way that I didn't actually enjoy the journey of the process. Right. So I think we all get caught up on that destination on getting there and we totally lose track of the, just the journey that, that this life is. So if I could give any advice to my younger self, it would completely be like, Hey, Felicia, don't be so hard on yourself slow down a little bit and just enjoy the journey it's all gonna work out mm-hmm. in the end it's anyway. all gonna work out exactly how it should be well i think you guys too if you're in fitness and you guys are training and i'm not saying you have to love every day because the shit i'm gonna go do in an hour from now i really don't want to go <laughs> yeah. do split squats right, right now i'm like but for the most part like you have to enjoy it because now we say like the goal is sometimes deflating because everything we've ever i remember like sitting in our old building years ago and we're in the office i'm like if i just get a hundred clients like all these ridiculous goals right mm-hmm. and we've superseded them all like by 10,000%. And I'm like, 
But the thing is, is like, it's almost deflating when you get to the goal. It's like, mm -hmm. well, okay, I won. Well, now what? I'm on the magazine cover. Now what? Mm -hmm. Well, I got to the dresses or pants size. Well, now what? Mm -hmm. And if you hated the entire process of getting mm -hmm. there, right. was it really worth it? And I don't think it is for most of you guys. So mm -hmm. having fun definitely yes. matters. Uh, let's do this one. Best exercise people should be doing but aren't, in your opinion. Or maybe not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. You know, again, I'm all about keeping it simple. I think people get into their own heads, and this is just working from experience of working with clients, they get into their own heads and they make exercise more complicated than it has to be. For sure. Literally find something you love doing. And I think walking, even just the, the, the act of walking is underrated. Getting, out, getting outside and moving your body. And I feel like that's not done enough. I feel like we all think that, oh, I gotta drive to the gym, I gotta go to the gym, well, what about if I can't get to the gym or I don't have time or oh, my kids are doing this and, and then nothing happens. Like versus like, hey, you can't get it in, you're at home, go walk outside after dinner. So I feel like people aren't doing enough of that, just moving their bodies. I think BJ Gadur actually said walking too mm -hmm. uh, in his. And I do think that like we call like non-fitness activity, yeah. which we underestimate drastically. Yeah. Um, but again, that's why we say like, you know, the ankle joint to me is the most important joint in the body because I'm like, without mm -hmm. it, you can't walk. And mm -hmm. if you can't walk, your quality of life sucks shit. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, which is crazy. We really do underestimate uh, the power of the basic stuff. We do. Yeah, one, right? I went to Italy in October with one of my girlfriends. And oh, nice. Where'd you go? We, um, I went to um, so Rome. We flew into Rome, yeah. and then we took a train um, to Naples, and then from Naples we drove to Sorrento. Right. And then in yeah. Sorrento, it was awesome because you're like distance. You can get, get on a boat to Capri or Amalfi. Oh, we stayed at this little. I want. I don't know the name of the hotel, but it was right in Sorrento. It was great. It was super affordable. It was centrally located to everything. And so, like one day, we we went on a boat. We went to Capri. Me too. Um, on yeah. the other days, we had a driver and went down to the Amalfi Coast and Positano. Um, it was amazing. Oh, and, it's great. And all you do is walk. I ate gelato every day on that trip and pasta once a day. I had you know had a bread. All of those things, I didn't gain a, I didn't gain a pound. Like I didn't even feel bad. Like I felt good um, because we were walking all the time. Um, and then we went to back to Rome and spent a couple days in Rome, and then got to see all of the amazing things like the Vatican and Colosseum and all that fun stuff. But I think I like remember going like my Apple Watch, and I, we had like walked like twelve miles one day, and that's after a full day of like eating all the bread and eating all the carbs and eating all the gelato, you know, in like normal amounts. I didn't like binge on anything. I would always like stop when I was full and all of those things. But you just, you live life, you enjoy those things. And it didn't have any huge impact on me. I think a lot of people miss out on those amazing social parts of life, like going out to dinner with friends or going on vacation because their first thought is, oh my God, what about if I gain weight? What about if I eat unhealthier? What if I do these things? And and I, again, I'm just going off of these ladies that I talk to every day, like clients that I talk to, or when I get on the phone with a potential client, like these are their fears. And it's sad. It's really sad. That's crazy. Cause like we went, we did the same trip you did essentially. Mm, like Rome, nice. we stayed at the Sofitel nice. and they have a gym there, but it's like as big as my office here. Mm -hmm. And there's really no weights in there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in Sorrento, our hotel is beautiful, but they don't have a gym at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we would do the normal, my body weights. I just like to move. I love movement. Yes. Um, but we'd walk everywhere, and I, yeah, I ate pizza and I had gelato every day. Mm -hmm. And I think I drank beer every day too. Mm -hmm. And I think I lost ten pounds. Yeah. Uh, by the time I came back, which is really fucking crazy to well, me. But again, the, so the activity weird, right? is so much though. My, I got home. My mom's like, "Did you even eat over there?" I'm like, "Mom, 
I had pizza every day. Even my fiance is like, you look like you lost weight because you're just living life and, but you're moving so much. Right. Um, and for those of you that are listening, um, just let you know, Sorrento is an amazing place to stay. So you kind of like, I think I would rather stay in Sorrento because it's a lot cheaper than Positano or Amalfi. So you're going to yes. save on hotel if you stay in Sorrento and then it's distance from everything. So you can take a train over here or a bus over here, or, you know, yeah, we busted boat. to, yeah. uh, Positano one day to yeah. the little beach club thing the day yeah. club yeah it was nice man yeah totally. well worth it so well worth the trip totally 100%. yes uh let's do this one um i guess that is that your favorite vacation spot that was great but i would have to say maui maui is beautiful i love maui too dude yeah yeah, yeah we just we're, we went to Kauai last time but i do maui's my favorite island I maui's think. my favorite i took my guy there for the first time in um uh, just in December, actually, just over Christmas, and it was his first time there. And we went scuba diving. We, you know, we did all of the things, and it was pretty amazing. Yeah, no, I do. I think we're probably going back this year too. We try to go yeah. once a year because it is so close. I do yeah. love Italy. Like I said, that's my favorite trip because we've been to Greece. We've been everywhere. Yeah, I'm like, but it is far. Yeah, um, it's it, a it does big beat trip. your ass mm-hmm. uh, when you get there. So. Yeah, no, Very I cool. agree. Uh, what's this? Uh, favorite all-time superhero. Gosh, has to be Wonder Woman. Hello, is it? Yes, nice Gal Gadot, who just played the last late, last Wonder Woman. Like that is like my. She's a gangster. Right there. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I dig that. I always go Batman because yeah, I'm a Bruce Wayne. Fan. <laughs> uh, let's do this one. Do you take days off from training completely, or do you always do something active? I would say I'm an active person. Like you'll like, walk or bike. Or I am just a moving person I can't really sit in one place for too long like even right now I'm like fidgeting my feet so and and this is crazy too because when I was when I was doing that reality show during the filming they actually told me like Felicia you're burning too many calories you have to sit down because even just my day just who I am I'm just a mover so um to do that I had to force myself just to like sit but but yeah I I move a little bit every day but as far as like activity three to four times a week I'll get into the gym or like punch it yeah 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 And so, like, if fitness didn't work out, like, mm-hmm. for some reason, you end up being like, you're just the worst at fitness, yeah. and nobody wants to talk to you or pay yeah. you money to deal <laughs> yeah. with you, what, um, what else would you do for, for oh, life? It'd have to be working with animals in some way, because um, I know one of your questions was to, like, what about if you, like, walked out here and you felt you found, like, a $50 million lottery ticket or something? Yeah. Like, I would open up a no-kill animal shelter. And I would help family. I would help everybody around me, give them, you know, money to like secure them, you know, anyone close to me and open up a no-kill animal shelter. So if I wasn't doing fitness, it would definitely be working with animals in some way and probably real estate. I, I got my real estate license um, more for our personal real estate because um, yeah. we're building a house right now. But uh, yeah, probably just get into that somehow because I love my second love is like looking at homes and renovation and like design and creativity. Like and Chip and Joanne. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I hear you, man. I like that. Uh, in and out or Five Guys? Oh, In and Out. I just had it two days ago, so nice yeah, too. definitely In and Out. I do agree. I do. I do. Five Guys is good. Their fries, I do like at Five Guys. Yeah. The Cajun ones, but first of all, like, and I'm saying this, like, I remember, like, I had never really been to Five Guys ever until we did this Men's Health. DVD shooting BJ and I go to Five Guys. Uh-huh. I didn't know how expensive it was. Oh, like wow. for, for like a normal dude like me, like he orders and his order was like twenty seven bucks. And I'm like at Five Guys, I'm like what the fuck, dude. And then I order it mine and it was like twenty nine dollars. I'm like man, oh wow. Obviously you're eating way too much. You're spending thirty bucks on a meal at Five Guys. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in and out definitely is uh, is the way right, to go. I right. like that. Uh, let's do this one. Um, if, do you have a cheat meal like something that you do go crazy on? If you ever kind of Mexican do food for sure. I grew up on Mexican food. Give me the cheese. Give me chips and salsa. Um, do you have a favorite place here? 
Oh, yeah. Um, there's this place out in Gilbert called Tia Rosa's is really good um, just because their chips and salsa are amazing. They do homemade guacamole. Um, and anything anything authentic, even my mom's Mexican food is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll have to get the names from you because like, we don't go a ton. And like yeah. we're... I'm from Minnesota, so yeah. clearly it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> even like when I went here, like, oh, you had them? Like, yeah, dude, I've been to like Taco Bell and shit. Like, yeah, that would Rubio's, be like the normal. Yeah, all of Rubio's is good. I yeah, like, Rubio's. like for us, like we'll go like the Mission. Yeah, the Mission's, Mission's great. But yeah. it's fancy, you know, like yeah. I like a normal place. Yeah. That's not as yeah. upscale. Oh, there's a place out, you, you would like see Senor then. It's very authentic. Um, it, it's just, it's called Si Senor. It's out in like Ahwatukee or something, I think. Yeah, yeah or Chandler. Mm-hmm. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Um, how about worst workout you've ever done? Anything oh, that comes to mind? Anything that involves like high, high cardio. <laughs> so like... Basically oh, any Metcon shit. Yeah. Know? Oh my God. Yeah. Like I, my heart is so weak. Like I, like for a typical workout. So like when I get to the gym and I, my warm up is a mile. And if I tell myself in my head, like, hey, that if I can do a mile then I'm good, right? So anything above that, like I can't, I can't do cardio anymore. Like back in the day when I would do hours of cardio, like I'm not telling you, like I'm not kidding. When I tell you I used to do cardio, like I would do two or three um, times a day cardio, like 30 to 45 minutes when I was competing. Like treadmill, step mill? Treadmill, step mill. Like I lived on the Stairmaster or the step mill. Yeah. So I just have this bad taste in my mouth with cardio so For it's sure. like hey if i can do a mile i'm good and then i get my heart rate going within the workout so yeah i like that yeah there's a lot of we do a lot of shit here i don't really like to do it's yeah. more just to kind of te- and i'll do it with a group like just test ourselves like once in a while yeah. but uh yeah like anything with the assault bike basically oh yeah takes, takes see maybe like short amount of time is okay but like if you tell me felicia you got to go on the step mill for 45 minutes I'm just gonna. I'll die. Like, no, I cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind like the uh, the sprint. I'm a sprinter by nature, yeah. so like the interval stuff. A minute. See, I like that. That's yeah. fine. But mm-hmm. it's like when we do stuff like let's row a 5k, mm. and even if you're fast, you're like 17 straight minutes of dying. Like, oh, and if yeah, you're for tough. most people 20 plus minutes, I'm like yeah, I get bored too. Yeah, that's quick. really tough for me. Like, give me the weights. I'd rather have the weights and like do all. Oh, that. dude, I said the other day, I'm like, I go. I would rather deadlift 500 pounds off the ground for mm-hmm. five reps yeah then sit here and do bodyweight split squats on each leg yeah for 25 reps <laughs> right. just because aerobic a the burning for one yeah and aerobically it just beats your ass oh yeah it's, it's the worst uh-huh totally uh let's do this greatest or your favorite movie of all time or the greatest Ooh, movie favorite time? movie this one is hard i saw this question because i have it just depends on the genre like you got to get specific like what's give, a the cu- genre? You what's give a couple it? so like okay like i love like movies like shawshank redemption which for is sure. a classic but then i love like I'm a girl and I like dirty dancing. Oh nice, <laughs> so, dude. Swayze? Yeah, mm-hmm. like back in the day with Swayze. So it just depends on what I'm in the mood for, but I love a good comedy. I love laughing. Um and I love those really good movies that are like well like I, I feel like everything is so sci-fi nowadays and just to get back to like a good movie like The Departed or Shawshank Redemption. You don't great. see a lot of those anymore. Yeah. Everything is like crazy sci-fi now. I know I'm trying to think of that. Have you seen anything good lately? I really don't think so. I did watch mm-hmm. the, it's like on Netflix, The Triple Frontier. Oh, yeah. Like Ben Affleck and those yeah. guys. It's not bad. It's I was okay. really sad. And the only part that I was really sad in that movie was when the mule died. Oh, yeah. It fell off the that, cliff. I was like, Keith, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. He's like, babe, it's not real. It's not real. I'm like, I can't watch this. Like, let's turn it off. Well, it's weird because like my wife, because we've had a dog for nine years now. And yeah. that's the first dog I ever had. And like, you don't really know until you have a dog. You're like, holy shit. It's like my best friend. Yeah. And she's like, oh, let's watch like A Dog's Life. And I'm like, bro. I'm not watching this shit. I'm like, like, which Marley and me, I'm like, why am I just going to cry for a fucking hour? I'm like, I don't want to watch this nonsense. Even if I know, even if you tell me, Felicia, it's going to be a happy ending, but if I see any sort of 
like like sadness throughout, I just can't do it. Like I'm like I can't do it, even if I know it's going to be a happy ending. I can't do it. Well, it's like you know she'll do this too because like well I think like it's people on Instagram, like yeah. People Magazine. Yeah. They do a lot of really nice dog stuff and they'll Aww. share like dogs sleeping yeah. and like we think it's the best thing. Ever. It's yeah. so weird. It's amazing. Like we like look at this dog sleeping and I'm like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the most basic thing. You think it's super cool. Yeah. But she also sent me like this. Oh, they found a pit bull tied up in a in a dumpster, but it's a happy ending. I'm like, I'm not watching this uh, shit. No. And they'll show it, and I'm just like, it's four minutes long. I'm like, yeah. Because the first three well, minutes. Well, you get a mental image. Yes. And then once you have that mental image, it like messes you up. It's the worst. Yeah. Uh, let's do this last one here. Let's do the number one thing you would tell, like the novice person starting out training wise, whether it be, mm. um, you know, eating advice, mindset advice, mm-hmm. you know, the programming, whatever it may be. Like, so someone you know, they're hey, I'm 22. I want to either just, you know, be fit or I want to compete or I want to really get into like a crazy level of shape, you know, Mm. what would you tell that person? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I think uh, first and foremost, I think, you know, as you know, fitness is really just a series of habits and routines like anything in life. And I, I feel like when people first start out, they feel like they have to completely overhaul their life and that will just set you up for failure because you can't do it all right then, right? Especially if you have bad habits. So I always tell people tackle one thing at a time. If you could look at your life, if you, if you, if let's say this week, Hey, let's just, let's just add a vegetable every night this week. And that's all you're going to do. And then get used to that, get on a habit and a routine of that, or if it's water or if it's getting a workout in, just tackle that one thing for a little bit, make it intentional, make it a habit, and then slowly start changing other things. So I'm all about the baby steps. I like that too. Mm -hmm. We call it like shallow and deep end here, basically. Yeah. The other thing I'd ask too, like just for you, like so in living through this too, like you obsess about how you look and it's this crazy thing especially when you're younger mm-hmm. and when you're competing it is what it is like in mm-hmm. the real world i don't think it's the same because I, and i don't mean this negatively guys nobody gives a shit mm-hmm. what you really look like and i'm not saying that negatively but they don't like we're not judging the people who come in here or people mm-hmm. i see at the gym or training or at the pool or the beach or whatever it may be but on a stage format it's it's apples to apples right. that's literally what they're doing they don't care about how your personality is how nice you are it's like you look this way you look this way you're better you're worse and it is what it is mm-hmm. so what i'd say is someone out there who if they want to hey i'm gonna i want to start competing you know i think it's really something i want to get into what advice would you give to that person or the person who's just out there mm. who's really trying to make a major transformation and it's very vanity driven for them mm. like I, I guess how did you go from like caring so much to not that you don't give a shit now because you're in great shape, yeah. but you don't beat yourself up over it if your body fat is 22%, 14%, it really doesn't matter. I, I honestly think it's this self-assurance that happens over a series of your life when you've hit those, let's just say rock bottom moments. And you know, no, I, I feel like most people have a story, a story, something they've gone through, something they've gone through in a relationship, like real personally, shit. real stuff that happens in your life. And then you realize that the stuff that we worry about is so trivi- trivial. The things that we like focus on is just like not important. Like I tell ladies, you know, who are afraid to go to the gym, oh, what about they look at me or I'm not in shape? Like, like you said, no one is looking at you. No one cares what you're doing. Everyone is living their own life. Yes. Everyone has their own crap they're going through. So when you've been through some stuff, like for me, when I've been through those health issues and I remember waking up just praying that I, my depression would go away and I didn't, I just wanted a quality of life the six pack becomes non-existent for me and just living a quality life is what I desire. So I think when you go through those things and you really realize what's important in life and just feeling good, I think all of that trivial stuff really goes away. And 
yes, we want to look good. Like, yes, I, I feel like I'm in great shape, but does it rule my life? My motivation behind my workouts isn't like, God, I gotta, I gotta get ready. I have to like, you know, have the six pack for my wedding or for this or for that, which are great goals, but my motivation is different behind it. And I think for people out there, especially ladies and guys who are, you know, wanting to really get to that space where they're, they want to physically look good. But I think first and foremost, really focusing on that internal feel good is going to get you a lot further than that physical. 100%. We will say it's always like, and I think in the competing world, or in the, it doesn't mean that, even people who are trying to get like to the next level, because obviously the mm-hmm. fitter you guys get, the harder it is. We call it like your fitness is stealing your fitness. Mm-hmm. So like, is what you're doing in the gym actually taking away from you being healthy mm. and being happy mm-hmm. and, and getting to where you want to go? And I think a lot of people are victims of that. So Oh, yeah. The advice is good, man. Well, you, well, you, see, you hear that too, like um, even when it comes to balance. And I think it's really tough for everyone to be like completely balanced. There's always gonna be a give and take somewhere in your life. But if you're just looking at the four core in your life, like your health, your career, your relationship, and maybe spirituality or whatever it might be, you know, if you are like crazy extreme in the gym and you're like so worried about your body all the time and you're extreme about life and you know, your food, you're missing out on a lot of other things in life. You're missing out on the social functions and the experiences that you're gonna have with friends and family. Or you might be missing out on, you know, your kid's game because you'd rather go to the gym gym at that time after work so I think there is something to be said to really just find that balance like you said fitness make it part of your life but don't make it all of your life you know you gotta just find that balance with everything um you know like now being in a relationship I was single for like five to six years and so now being with Keith I, I have to be intentional about the time I make with him you know like before when I was single when I was off work, I would go home and I'd be right on my computer or right on my phone doing stuff where now I'm like, okay, I'm going to put that away. I'm going to be intentional in my conversation with him and I want our relationship to flourish and be good. And be present. Um, and be there. present, right. So you have to be intentional about that. So I think that that is important to be to be said. That's gold, man. Mm-hmm. I dig that, dude. Um, that's my questions, bro. That's yeah. good shit, dude. Yeah, Yay. I think people will this dig this. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, where do these guys find you? Uh, by the way? Um, just at Felicia Romero, my website or social media. I know we're talking about Instagram. I'm, I'm on Instagram a lot. So you can reach me at Felicia Romero right on Instagram. Send me a DM or I have a contact form right there if you have any questions or whatever. But yeah, I'm really easy to get a hold of. Thanks, too. And <laughs> yeah. uh, podcast, too, right? Yeah, I just came out with a podcast called The Diet Dropout. I like that um, name, actually. Yes, yes. And it's really cool. I actually just launched an episode on Monday all about binge eating. I talked to with a lady who um, uh, she created this uh, Freedom Food Forever program. And it's really interesting, the whole concept and mindset around binge eating. And so it's it's really interesting episode. But yeah, it's nice. been fun. And you what, iTunes? All iTunes, time? Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Nice, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. I dig it, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, dude. This Thank is good. You. This is golden. Hopefully yeah. you guys dig it. Um, and again, if you have questions for her, hit her up or shoot me a message. I'll connect you guys for sure. If you guys are on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop us a five star. Leave a comment. I truly appreciate it. Even if it's not just for you, if it's a friend, family member, or somebody who is on a fitness journey, I think a lot of this stuff is things they can take with them and make applicable right away. Or if they're in a, a tough spot or they're not sure what they're doing on their journey, a handful of these words coming from Felicia because she's been through it, obviously from a lot of you guys probably were to where you are and somewhere in between, um, I think it can make all the difference. So um, anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, hit me up, let me know, shoot me a message. And until next time, you guys, Eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.